Hello, welcome everybody to the MC Podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm host. MC. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody to the MC Podcast. How's it going again? <laughs> Sometimes y'all take over. Speak for yourself. Become a real man. All right, man. So this is the first part of the Kanye West Chronicles. Oh, what's that? It's a new, new, a new segment we're going to introduce. He, he, he missed that layup so bad. I did. <laughs> so anyway, so today's the first episode of the Kanye West Chronicles. It's a new thing we're doing on Kanye West to follow his journey to ownership. We're going to be following his journey and following the process that he's taking to get ownership to his masters back to him. The rightful owner, him. And, and I heard him say... Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. And I heard him say, I don't got my masters after. Okay, yet. okay. All right. All bullshit aside, though, this is the this is Kanye West Chronicles right now. Journey Part to, one. Journey to ownership. We're going to be, we're going to follow this as much as we can. Try to be up to date as, as we can as well. And it's yes, we know this is kind of old. His sweets are old, but it's Kanye West. We can't just come out and talk about everything because I see a lot of y'all posting about this shit and then y'all had to run a whole bunch of shit back as soon as you posted about it. And plus, y'all forgot anyway, so time to remind y'all, wake y'all motherfuckers up. <laughs> yeah, because y'all forgot Meg got shot. Yeah, shout out to Meg for keeping it strong out there. Yeah. Shout out to her SNL uh, appearance she made. I didn't oh, watch okay. it, but I, I didn't really support either. her still. Yeah, me too. But anyway, this, let me get back to the topic now. Don't go back over. It's the Kanye West Chronicles. No, I'm not. I stop it. Stop, it's the Kanye stop. West Chronicles. We are here it. to talk. Listen, now let's start. Listen, everybody. Where are we starting from? We're, we're gonna be dropping this as much as we can as things come out. So if, if something does come out, nothing get dropped. Just let you guys know. But first things first, recipes to Uncle Phil for real. There we go. He's the only father that I ever knew. So Kanye West only owns Masters after what album? Yeezus. He only owns the ma the Masters to his albums after Yeezus, which came out in 2013. So everything before 2013, Yeezus. He does not have ownership to. But we kind of have to go back and talk about it because the albums before Yeezus were oh. probably his most critically acclaimed and cl classic albums. They did numbers, you know? And let's go through and review the albums that he dropped before Yeezus and why, and why his catalog before Yeezus is worth so much money and it's worth a fight for. Okay. So, want me to go? Want me to go? Yeah. MC, MC gave me these notes. <laughs> first the first <laughs> the first album that he dropped was 24 it was college dropout 2004 2004 college dropout that album alone sold 3.3 million copies and it only sold in the u.s it wasn't released in the uk it wasn't released over there in china <laughs> it was only dropped in the u.s of a america first great again america, america fuck yeah Make America Great Again, Kanye West, 2020. Okay, relax. Too late. But anyway, shout out to that album, College Dropout. was not one of my favorite albums, but it is definitely a classic. His next album that he dropped, namely, is Late Registration. That dropped at 25. That one did three. 2005. What I say? 25. That one dropped in 2005. <laughs> it did 3.1 million albums in the U.S. alone. In the U.K., it did it. Eight eight hundred and forty six thousand, and that's a big number considering the time and era that we were in. Because we were in that's the start of the illegally downloading music. That was when Napster was becoming something, and then after late registration, he dropped graduation in two thousand seven, and oddly enough, I sold two point seven million copies worldwide. Turn the page on y'all. 
after that album drop was MC's favorite album, 808 and Heartbreak. That is my favorite album. 2008, 808 and Heartbreak drops. It does 1.7 million sales. The next is my favorite album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, in 2010, with 1.3 million albums sold. The last album, that's the last album he dropped that was owned by a record label. The next album was Jesus in 2013. That this was, is the start of his him owning his masters. This is the, so yeah, I'm sorry. Right now is the start of ownership for Kanye West. First album he dropped that he owned ownership to was Jesus 2013, 750,000 copies worldwide. The second album he dropped, which is a big number for that time era. 20 what 2013. That was the that was the start of uh, what Pandora becoming a big thing, yeah, Spotify, Spotify getting in the realm. Uh, Apple Music starting to become a thing. People streaming more than ever, not buying copies. Digital, People using YouTube more often. Digital age is really catching up. And so 750,000 is not bad at all. No. The next album that he dropped in 2016 is Life of Pablo, which wasn't really an album that he dropped. It was something that was put on a streaming service. It was yeah, it was called, they, he called it a playlist, it so a playlist. he's changed it plenty of times since it came out. Yeah. And just to preface all this, this is all first week numbers. This isn't what has sold altogether. Those numbers are probably astronomical, but these are all first week numbers. Oh, yeah, all the numbers talk about first. Hidden clue right there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Life of Pablo 2016. We don't have the album sales for that. We could probably get them, but more importantly, it went. You could probably them. get streaming numbers. Yeah, we could. But not right now, though. No. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. He went double platinum with Life of Pablo and then one time gold as well. The second album, I mean, the, the second album that he dropped, third album that he dropped pre. Uh, I mean, post Universal deal is Ye, 2018. Yay. First week, Ye. You're right, Ye. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fucking I know. Funny. I just did that. <laughs> Ye, job 2018, 85,000 albums in the first week. Which is still a good, really good number. Right, especially right now, that time. Ye Jesus. Jesus or Jesus? Jesus is King. Jesus is King dropped in 2019 with 109,000 uh, records sold first week. The next album that's dropped is it come out yet? It's Donda with a Child. Comes out in 2020 sometime, so we should be expecting this soon. We're Hopefully. Not, we're not sure yet. But the reason why I told you about all those numbers and album sales is so you can see the amount of albums he sold pre-ownership to post-ownership and why his back catalog would be worth so much money. The classic albums alone on there. I mean, late registration. College Graduation. Oh my. Songs that define a generation. Well, that define the 2000s. It's the era. You know, like those glasses with the. Uh, yeah, the shutter glasses. Yeah. The Sh neon colors. Ugliest glasses. Ugly as hell. Can't see shit out of them, but, but pop it. Yeah, for some I, reason. I, I had a pair. Oh, right. God. <laughs> I had a pair. For the for the party cruise? I was a stronger on there. Popping my collar. So, oh, the, the fucking polos with the backpacks? Nah, Bro, okay. you you can't talk about the basically we we bring it up for one because of classic albums. Yeah, there's something there holds validity to leg, legacy acts at these labels like Universal, like Sony, like um, Motown, like any of those big labels. They have there's a lot of money behind those albums. Now he may have sold three million copies, but that's not saying how much he made and how much the late. Versus how much the label made. Yeah. The labels probably make him, have made billions of dollars off his first album alone. Like, like it's, it's safe to say that Kanye West's catalog, that so basically Universal Music owns Kanye West's back catalog. 
almost a master's. Recently, you heard about Kanye West wants his master's bag. Talking to Universal, talking to Sony, talking to all the other affiliates of Universal to get his master's bag. Yeah. So, so right now, let's because he signed to Def Jam. And and to know like why that's important, you just gotta understand what masters and publishings are. We talked about this times before, you know. And we finally got to the point where me and MC agree on one thing: that ownership is everything, and that ownership map and that ownership matters. So. You have somebody like Kanye West, whose back catalog is worth billions. Dead numbers. And when you talk about billions, like not just record sales, but licensing deals. Yeah. For a movie, for a commercial, anything like that, anything that uses his song in film or television has to get cleared by a label and has to pay them money. And it's probably still making them billions. And, and these. Uh, Let's not say billions. Let's say there's still millions out there. Let's not throw a B word out there like that. I, I am. Because think about it, bro. Late registration? Stronger was on every fucking movie in, from what, 2007 to 2009. But then, like, let's not. What's, so he says billions. I, I say hundreds of millions. Either I'm way saying go, billions. Either way, go. He made his money back times, whatever it may be. But when you have great music like his, a stand test of time, like Stronger will forever be a song played in movies during an intense scene. Or like, was it Limitless? Was that one of them? Yeah, that was the big one. That yeah. was the one that the commercial on TV had stronger to it. I'm telling you, so that's like one. That's his songs right there. Touch the every sky, time. Touch, any any kind of spiritual movie might have touched the sky in there. Oh, Gold Digger for every kind of sex scene in a movie or somebody getting played. Oh yeah. Any any, any black semi woke film. Will every have, time a copy of that movie was sold. Every time the commercial was played. They get the royalties and the revenue for it. So he has made his money back. No, so, the label has made their money back. Immensely. And now Kanye West has seen the light, woken to the fact that his, the things that he made with his creative mind, he's not benefiting from anymore. Can much stand the test of time. Things that will last, things that will create... Multi-generational wealth Yeah most definitely You know Cause he already has the money For generations to come But Having that catalog With that music in there It guarantees that Your kids 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 will eat Off of you And your legacy so For the most part My first question And us talking about Kanye West Is why do you think That he Wanted his label Why he wanted his masters back And then I'll give you My answer as well I mean for me at least It sounds like this It sounds like Kanye West Got to a point in his life where he realizes the power of ownership, where he signed that billion-dollar deal with Gap to become, like, an ambassador, a clothing designer for Gap. So he has that income source coming in, too. But also... Which full, is full circle, too. Full circle, because they, they, they didn't hire him. We try to apply there because he looks mm -hmm. so weird or whatever. He got fired from there, one of the two. He worked there whenever he was younger, before he before you got signed. And so, so it's crazy. But for me, at least, I think he wants his master's back is because... It's more it, to me. It goes more along just money. It goes along to like they're still in who you are. They're still in things that you created with your own mindset that you developed, that you made, that you mm. own. Yeah. It's like when somebody when somebody owns something that you made, you feel pride in that. But when you have it back and you can pray around, like, hey, I got this ownership to my own master. It's a lot better. Yeah. So so yeah, I think I think monetary is a big reason too. But also think it's just because it's a pride thing to say, hey, I own my shit. Okay. On some ownership. Okay. Why do you think he wants his master's bag? I'm gonna speed up. The, I'm gonna speed up our timeline just for this, for this, for my answer real quick. <clears throat> so Kanye West, in uh, I think it was right before he did Yeezus, he did Good Music. He signed a joint uh, label venture with them and had Good Music, which Good Music encompasses uh, Sci High to Prince, Big Sean, I believe Two Chains had 
a licensing deal with them as well because he was on a lot of uh good or any given sunday yeah he was on a lot of those songs push a t yeah push a t he's ceo john legend was on a lot of it uh raekwon was on a lot of it but i think the main people that that are signed to good music like big sean sci high and push a t i think because there's a 50 50 split and masters so def jam got half kanye got half of everybody's masters yeah that came through good music so i think kanye was seeing that this music I dropped in 2010 is still making me money in 2019, 2020. Yeah. So he can only imagine what his masters. That residual income that he has out there, that passive income that he could sit back and gain and put away or whatever he's going to do, reinvest in himself. Yeah. Like, cause, I mean, you got you to gotta imagine, bro, it's Big Sean. Yeah. He might, not be, he might not be the artist you think that would have big, that would be like who we're talking about, but like bounce back, big song. Ass, 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 Big ass, song. Ass, strip club playing that shit. Which I don't think all those are on good music. I mean, it might be. You, yeah. I don't know. But, but you have to think of the replay value that some of the songs that Big Sean has put out has. Yeah. So whenever he's seeing that residual income 10 years later, he's like, oh, shit. Well, what are mine worth? Exactly. And I think he started digging. Well, let me read you what Kanye West said. I think he kind of woke into what he was doing. I think he kind of woke into what the record deal was. He said this in a tweet. The, the one started everything, I think. When you sign a music deal, you sign away your rights. Without the masters, you cannot do anything with your own music. Someone else controls where it's played and when it's played. That's what he tweeted. Artists deserve to own our own masters. He added, I'm going to go get our masters for all artists. And I don't know. Like, like, I could... It's hard for me to say if he really genuinely he means that or if he's just being selfish and he's just using that as a way to push his agenda. But he has a point, though. Like, when you are forced to create, when you create something of your own free being and you don't own anything of it, it's ridiculous. Like, what what's the analogy to say? It's like, okay, signing a record deal is like when you buy a house from the bank and then you pay your house off and the bank still takes your house. It owns your house in the day. Even though you paid them all the money that you got for the house in the first place. Yeah. And that's what being a record deal is like, and it's backwards. And, and maybe kind of what's revolutionized the game and changed the way record deals are done in the future. Or do you think he will leverage the fact that he can figure out how to get Masters back for everybody to get only his back? Well, we have to look at the way and see, because I think once, I feel like Kanye West is going to get his Masters back either quietly or loudly, and when he does, we'll let you guys know who will be the first ones on it, because that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's what that's what this whole thing is this about. This whole thing is just to make sure we follow Kanye West in his path, because me and MC both agree Ownership is everything that the masters belong to the artists that create them. Yeah, there's, there should be some stipulations about how they should get the masters back after how long or how much they should Cause, cost. Because it's business. It is business at one point in time. They, they signed a deal, even though it was a bad Well, no deal is a bad deal for somebody. Yeah. That's all it is. So I think that time will show us if he will change the game. Because right now, e- even this whole battle he's having right now with the music industry it is showing other artists like, hey, don't fuck with, don't fuck with them right here because you're not gonna own shit when you get done with it. You, you, you put your best work in your first five years being out, and you don't own any of it later in the future. Yeah, but they do. So I, I think yeah, he's changing the game. He's teaching the game. Uh, he's teaching the game either self, uh, subconsciously or consciously. He's teaching the younger generation about ownership. He's doing what Nipsey did, but he's doing it in a bigger platform than Nipsey could reach. Because let's be honest. I think he's definitely teaching the younger generation because, I mean, you have to think about it. 
like we just talked about all his albums, all his classic albums that he has, that he has no ownership of. Yeah. So, so young young artists have to be taking some kind of heed to this. Like, yo, Kanye West has been doing it for almost 20 years now. And look what he got. I mean, he got it. And he's upset now. He is that for math. He's mad for a reason. But artists like Drake fucking pissing in Grammys or some shit. To like that was Kanye West pissing on the Grammys. Oh, shit, Kanye. I'm sorry. Drake was taking the shots out of the Grammys. Oh, he he actually ate pasta out of the uh, one the multi-billion streams that Spotify gave him. He gave him a little plaque. It was like a bowl. Yeah. It was like a platinum bowl, and Drake ate spaghetti out of it. He was like, it's worthless. Yeah, it doesn't mean nothing. No, it's just, it's just like a trophy. It's like a, a trophy for something that you can't really um, monetarily hold for the moment. Yeah. But, but yeah, artists who are like, uh, YB and Corday is not signed to a deal. And Ellie Choppa. And Ellie Choppa. NBA Young, we're talking about not signing to another deal. Yeah, he wants his master's back and he doesn't want to sign to a deal. Russ. Russ, you got all these people out there who are listening. Royce to 5'9. Lupe Fiasco. And then that's that's what they could change the game. I think, honestly, if uh, Kanye West wins this battle and successfully gets his his master's back from the company. I think there can be a better structure to an independent artist. But then we 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 also have to make sure. That Kanye West doesn't fuck over everybody else anyway. Because say he buys his masters back for an insane amount of money that no independent artist or no young artist can afford, it fucks everybody else over too. And like I said, because it set the price at that moment. Well, yeah, you're catalog. setting a standard. So we have to be careful about what he offers in for his, his catalog back. You gotta be very careful. You gotta be, you gotta be very care, uh, careful about how much you say your catalog is worth, how much it really is worth, how much you get it for. Because if you buy your catalog back for $100 million, Every company might say, you know what, Kanye West got hundred million for his uh, catalog on the same price for you, same price for you. I mean, you couldn't have the same price because a Kanye, like that's ver- that's a Kanye West catalog versus a Prince catalog. I know, but people are going to use that same analogy in business, like oh, set precedents, for- set precedents for everybody to know now, or any rapper out there who may have streamed the same, or yeah. may have sold the same, or may have one album the same as the life of Pablo. I mean, uh, who may have one album the same as a uh, 808 or even ye or something really lesser, like hundred thousand copies. sold. yeah. So like Jesus King. Yeah. So we got, you gotta be careful how you march that too. So hopefully I think if, hopefully if Kanye West could just, uh, focus a little bit to leverage. To le- I think that's a big thing right now is he needs to figure out a leverage to get his master's back Not necessarily just Here's a large sum of money Let me have him back If he can figure out Like yo I'll give you X, Y, and Z album And I will make sure They guarantee X, Y, and Z numbers I get 50% of my master's right now And then if I can do X, Y, and Z And get you X, Y, and Z I can get full ownership back Because at the end of the day They're not gonna give Every single thing back Yeah you're right Or maybe you could just Figure something out Like hey you know what How about We'll make this deal right here once you attain a certain amount of money from my masters, I get them back. Oh, they've exceeded. No, whatever number you can put on it, they've exceeded it. I know, but then he, he can start from there. Whatever may be like, hey. I, you but I think that's how it needs to be structured for the next independent artist. Like if they do want to sign like any kind of little deal. Like Kanye West has, has the means right now to put those structures better into contracts of saying like, yo, here's, here's, a, here's a lump sum of money. Here's, here's, and then the artist gives the album. And they say, okay, once I do this and I pay you back, I get 10% of my masters. Once you make once you make it back again, just off album sales or streaming numbers alone, I get 20%. My next album does good. I get 20% of my next album, and now I get 30% of my first album. You know, like, I, I just feel like there could be a better structured way now if Kanye West can leverage it. Yeah, I was, re- I was reading just now about the... Um 
about some of the old legacy deals that they made with record deal record labels in two thousand, how they're still paying money back from legacy deals made twenty years ago almost. For who? For like a, that's like a common deal back in those days. Um so common are signing like the legacy deals, like Nelly had a legacy deal. That's why he was recently screwed by uh, his comp his label. Remember they, remember everybody stream, uh, streamed his song. It's hot in here. Yeah, and they made like an ins- godly amount of money in twenty four hours to pay back the record label that he owed money for. Yeah, yeah, the legacy yeah. deal. So these legacy deals are becoming more popular and more known out there through people. Okay, and a lot of these younger artists are not signing them anymore. They're doing more. Um, like kind of more like publishing and leasing deals, I guess I would say, where they're, they're only signing with they're only signing with record labels now, just to get distribution done, or or just to get um like promotion with another artist, something like that. Like they're 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 signing these weird, they're signing these weirdly constructed deals where they're not giving math, they're not giving ownership to the to the labels anymore, but they're giving them some other shit. I have to, I have to look into it for our next episode. Okay. Because I was reading briefly right now to Kanye West. Um, I was reading briefly right now the Kanye West uh pay a little post. About music companies, what they're doing now to restructure their deals to help out. Um, I was reading about how record companies now being forced to restructure the deals they're giving people these days because people are people don't want to people don't want to be owned anymore. They don't want they don't want have their masters owned anymore by any record label. So they're, so they're being forced to restructure those deals, and they're kind of it's talking about how they're kind of fucking people they're fucking over the new generation too as well, but. New generation is not falling for it as easily anymore. They're doing these weird, re- really, really weird structured deals. It's kind of like a legacy deal, and kind of not at the same time. But we, we, we'll go deep on to the next. We'll go deep on that in the next episode. It's a lot to construct in one episode. Yeah, and I, I also think the question the, the question comes up too is for new artists. What would make what makes something have value to it? Because what is a la- like a label brings value. There's a name behind you. If you're signed to Def Jam, there's automatically like there's some kind of like, oh, he signed to Def Jam. Like, why is he signed to Def Jam? Like, let me check it out. Yeah. Or you're signed to Atlantic. Well, well, what what can we do as independent contractors at that point to give you that same validity without signing away? Well, I think I think it, that narrative is changing already. Because, like, imagine this right now. I think Kanye West changed it. No, like, no, I think before Kanye West, too. Think about it. I'll tell you this right here. Remember when you used to hear about independent artists out there doing their thing? We used to get a lot of, like, oh, they're independent. They're not, they're not, they're not moving numbers anymore. They're not doing yeah. anything anymore. Yeah. Nipsey also kind of changed the narrative on that immensely. And um, kind of helped, I think, helped inspire Kanye to do what he's doing now. I think all things. I think everything goes back to Nipsey Hussle and his journey as an independent artist to what he got. He sold an album for a thousand dollars. Great, great move, right? People buy it up. You know, you, the album was not just a. It was just a CD. It was a artwork. It was tickets to a concert. It was meet and greet. It was everything in that package. Yeah. And people, he invested in himself and doubled down him, and look what happened. Rest in peace, Nipsey. But I'm saying that independent artists. Their name holds a little bit more weight now with the people. Because when you hear somebody independent, especially right now in this black business, black owned era, we want to support. Yeah, no, I completely understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is what helps, like. What helps the independent name stay, gets heavier. What would help an Aerodon? Damn, it has to go down to partnerships, not, not. We can't without, a, without a partnership, though, like Russ did it without a, without a partnership. Yeah. Nipsey did it without a partnership. So, but, so what would help 
hold validity to, to an independent artist? Honestly, that's hard to say because it's so many different factors go into like it. Like there is there is ownership. If yeah. you have a song that is popping, you have ownership to that. So you have something. Uh, yeah. But what keeps it? Like, what kept Nipsey going in an era where streaming was becoming the forefront and Nipsey wasn't the biggest streaming artist, but we still knew who Nipsey was? I think he has dev, his dedicated fan base that dug in deep with him, and he had to respect the industry. Like he was. I don't think the industry respected him at all. The people in the industry, like I think the people, like uh, <clears throat> the artists in the industry. Oh yeah, most definitely. So, so they supported him so much where. He was always like, have you ever watched a video about Dempsey Hustle? How he met like Snoop Dogg, how he fucking met the game on the corner of Slauson, came to him, gave him a CD, hey, smiled, mixtape, yeah. walked away, didn't look back, shook his hand and said, what's up? So he had so many interactions with different artists that they kind of knew like, oh, he ain't no, he ain't no right to fuck with, he's doing his thing out here by himself. He's pushing this. He's, a, he's investing in real estate. He's doing everything by himself independently. So I think his, his motive, his drive is what made him so known and his consistency as well like he never backed down to what he was his principles okay and i think if you're an independent artist these days you really gotta do what the rust method is like hey you drop quality shit often you gain that algorithm you dig down you keep doing what you're gonna do because eventually people are gonna hear you fuck with you if i look you up and you got 300 songs on fucking spotify or soundcloud i'm like i might click five of them say they bang or not they do i'm like okay i fuck with them yeah. So having that extensive back catalog, having that content, having that drive really makes people fuck with you even more. I think now record labels are seeing that they don't really need. They're seeing now that they don't. Well, not the record, not the record labels. I think independent artists are seeing now that they don't have to sign to somebody to blow up and get famous. That they can do it on their own. They can be on TikTok and be say, "Hey, you know, I rap too. Actually, here's my song. Here's my catalog." Yeah. Okay. Like like you know, Little Nas X when he um, blew up on that song, it was. It wasn't out of nowhere. Like he ran Nicki, he ran Nicki's Minaj fan page on Twitter, and then he then he switched over to his fan page. Like he kind of did a Houdini on. I'm like, oh no nah, no, nah, I make music too. Here you go. So here I had that following. That that's why a song blew up so quickly. Not because it was because it was a good song too. It, that was it was cool. It was hot. But he also had that like big ass fan base behind him that didn't know they got fooled into following somebody that was him, pushing his own agenda. So so I, th- I think it comes down to like drive and uh, consistency. You like anything in this world, you try it hard enough, your chances go if you make it or not. But I think if Kanye West can do what he can, I think we can start respecting labels more. I think Kanye, you're right. I think Kanye West has to fight too. They were being they would bring a bigger validity to signing that record deal, not just because you'd have the machine behind you, yeah, but because you would be partners at the, at the end of the day like if you own a certain amount of masters you own a certain part of that company yeah you you are a partner because you built it you're no longer listening to the orders you're kind of giving them you're being you have more well you wouldn't be giving them <laughs> i think you're going a little too far there okay you're right I'm, but I'm a you have a shit. but you have a partnership in equity i'll put it that way oh that's better you you're have right. a partnership in equity at you that have, point you have a stake in something yeah because you're not now you're not just bringing in money you're the only reason that money's still flowing through and keeping lights on. Like, I think Kanye West is the only reason Universal Music Group is still a thing. Do you think that Kanye West's politics and statements have really kind of swayed people from his party? You think that if Kanye West would make the same statement six years ago, seven years ago, or even four years ago, three years ago, before the whole Trump, before slavery was a choice thing, 
it'll uh, have more of an impact and been a lot smoother for him right now. Yes, I think if he would have done this like on the heels of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah, it would be way stronger. Like pe- more people would be behind him. Like a lot of people right now are just like mm, he could be just doing this for a selfish reason. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that a little bit, but then I, I think so. But we'll see later on how, what it goes to. Yeah. But also we got to think about too. Like now is a perfect time for things to. For people to follow somebody, follow a movement, especially if everybody, everybody wants to be politically active, everybody wants to be active in doing something. People are more aware now than ever of little issues that are trying to fight the big giants. Like everybody wants to fight the bigs, you want to fight the power, fight the elites. So I think it's a perfect time for him now because yeah, most he has definitely. that. People are already upset, frustrated, and they want somebody to follow. That's what they look for. So maybe we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But, but I mean, this is the first part one right now. This is just part one. This is just a surface level of us discussing what it means to be independent as well as Kanye's fight to get his masters back because that's a huge part of being independent. Yeah. And then also we have to talk about the people that on the next episode, we're going to talk about people that worked for good music, that worked for Kanye. And the people who he has ownership to their music and what he said to those people. Because we touched on it a little bit. Yeah. So like next episode, part two, we'll go full deep on that episode. Talk about Big Sean. Talk about Pusha T. Talk about the artists and good music. What they dropped. What's it, what is significant and what he has to offer them back. And is it his right or is it his duty to get to give their masters back? And that whatever Kanye West does determines how he'll be affected in this battle on part two of the Kanye West Chronicles. Yeah, so we out. All right, guys. Stay safe. Stay dangerous. (laughs) All right. I've been working this crazy shift and I ain't yeah, shit. Yeah. I wish I me could buy me a spaceship and fly. I swear I do. I've been working this crazy shift and I ain't made shit. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly. The sky. Man, man, oh. man. Oh. If my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him. After I fuck the manager up, then I'm gonna shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check, wantin' no scratch. So if I stole, what am I fault? Yeah, I stole, never got caught. They take me to the back and pat me. Asking me about some khakis, but let some black people walk in. I bet you they show off they token blackie. Oh, not enough, Kanye. Let's put them all in the front of the store. So I'm on break next to the no smoking sign with a blunt in them all. Taking my hits, writing my hits, writing my rhymes, playing my mind. This fucking job can't help them. So I quit. Y'all welcome. Y'all don't know my struggle. Y'all can't match my hustle. You can't catch my hustle. You can't fathom my love, dude. Lock yourself in a room doing five.